0: This is The Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media. Now, here's Jason Jones. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to The Jason Jones Show. I am not Jason Jones. In fact, I'm Mark Carey from Mudhouse Media, the folks that help deliver The Jason Jones Show to you. We are partners with Jason, broadcasting from just south of Boston in Quincy, Massachusetts, home of John Adams and John Quincy Adams, also birthplace of John Hancock and lots of other famous founding fathers. Anyway, we love Jason. So I'm here just to introduce the show. This is a special episode of The Jason Jones Show. And fear not, friends, Jason Jones is your host. Well, sort of. It's a Jones anyway. Alex Jones had Jason Jones on his show And we are making that show the Jason Jones Show. So wrap your head around that a couple of times. Anyway, this show is brought to you by Movie to Movement. Visit movietomovement.com. Also, the Vulnerable People Project. Visit thegreatcampaign.org. And now, without further delay, your host, Jason Jones, on the Alex Jones Show, on the Jason Jones Show. Enjoy. (music)
1: about what's going on, one of the most powerful institutions in the world, and the really one of the oldest Christian institutions, and that's the Catholic Church. And look, you can criticize it and problems and a lot of big stuff. We've we've been critical of things that go on there. But when you got this new so-called pope in, this Jesuit pope, it was like the leftist press worldwide went from being anti-Catholic, anti-Catholic church, to being just worshipful. I mean, the only other guy they will love more is like Fauci. And so you were telling me during the break when he slapped that Chinese lady's hand, it was her bringing up the
2: Uyghur. That's what we're told, that she was bringing up the Uyghur. And there's this secret deal between the Vatican and China we know nothing about. I've heard from people in the hierarchy that it's a billion dollar a year cash transfer. I don't know that, but people I trust in the hierarchy have told me that that's in fact what the deal is. We do know that Pope Francis has not said a single word about the Uyghur publicly. And one of his encyclicals, he included the Uyghur in a list of about 150 other issues. He put them in there. But he's never said anything about three million uh, ethnic minorities in concentration camps having their organs harvested, being forced to pick cotton. Yes, pick cotton and stitch together shoes. Absolutely silent. Silent on the thousands of Catholic human rights uh, freedom activists in Hong Kong who've been. And those people are there praying to God, and it's 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 I believe it's the same God.
1: They're they're praying to God to save them. It's our job that God has to work through us to bring attention to this to stop it. All right. Well, you know, I know a lot of great people of uh, the Christian faith, Catholic, Protestant, you name it. But I judge a tree by its fruits, as, as Christ said. But I know people like you, Jason Jones and Owen Schroyer, and George Woolley, that I've known for 30 years protesting abortion clinics. Most of the Catholics I know are really hardworking, smart, engaged people that genuinely lead good lives and care. And, and so I judge a tree by its fruits. And I like seeing, you know, John Paul II against uh, abortion, the communist, all that. And but now with this new pope, uh, I wouldn't even call him a pope, but, but I say the guy acts like, you know, Satan's little helper. And some Catholics send me emails that get called, oh, Jones is bashing Catholics. Well, if that is what a Catholic is, then <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not for it. But Jason Jones is a great American, a Christian. Also, of course, he's a Catholic. He's a father of seven and a grandfather of two. Uh, and he's a very famous filmmaker, makes some of the biggest Christian films, some of the biggest stars out there. And he's also lived in Hawaii, had to move to Texas, because Hawaii is under martial law. That's part two. Uh, of our discussion. hes I've been wanting him on for about a month. He's been all over the country making two movies right now, so too busy to come on. We understand he's here now. And I wanted to get him on about Hawaii because it's a model of the lockdowns coming to the mainland, and we need to free Hawaii. There are great people there. They're doing really violations of the Nuremberg Code. We'll talk about that. But he wanted to get into the Catholic reset. That's a great way to define it and to really walk through this. And you write a lot of eloquent articles, too, challenging the church uh, and, you know, really wake, uh, and waking a lot of people up, not just Catholics. Because it's all the major institutions are now showing who they're with. The New World Order has really made its move. Uh, the mainline Protestant churches are, you know, oh, take the vaccine. It's of God. And don't question the world government and the national ID. And, you know, just yeah, let's not talk about abortion. So it doesn't matter what major Christian church it is. They're all being taken over right now. We can debate the history of the past all day long, uh, but it's a serious situation. So thank you for joining us, uh, Jason Jones. What's the best website just up front? for folks to find all your great material.
2: Well, they can go to CatholicReset.com to talk about where we're talking about this, MovieToMovement.com to find our, all of our movies. Say it again, Catholicreset.com. Okay, so you've got the floor. You know, I'll jump in a lot,
1: but, but just try to big picture of the same stuff you told me on the phone and just before we went live. It, it, it really resonates with
2: me. Well, Alex, first of all, when I first appeared on your show, I would get emails from Catholics. How could you go on Alex's Jones, Alex Jones' show? He's anti-Catholic. I'm like, he's anti-Catholic? My, my Pope is silent on the genocide of Christians in Iraq. And Alex Jones and his audience have mobilized to speak up for uh, Christians in Iraq, Catholics in Iraq. The oldest Catholic community in the world from the first century was in Iraq. Alex Jones, Infowars, his audience was on it. So if that's anti-Catholic, I'm with Alex Jones. When I needed to go somewhere to talk about what was happening in the Uyghur, nobody in the world was talking about three million ethnic um, minorities in concentration camps. My Pope, silent, never a word from Pope Francis on the Uyghur, silent. Who did I come to? Alex Jones. You have the floor. Talk about the Uyghur. And then two weeks ago, a, a bishop in China, his seminarians and his priests arrested by the communist party of China and sent off to a gulag, a concentration camp to be reeducated. That's when I pinged you, Alex, can we please talk about this because our bishops in the United States are silent about one of their brother bishops in a concentration camp Would uh, St. John Paul, the great, would he have been silent on this? No. In the eighties, when I was a young boy, and I would go to synagogues for my friends' bar mitzvahs. We would always pray for and talk about the Jews behind the Iron Curtain. Catholics were praying and, and fighting for Catholics behind the Iron well, Curtain. Pope John Paul II helped end communism. He ended, yeah, helped it. Of course, of course he came back heart. later, but that, yeah. Played a key part. So where do I come? I come on. Now we're talking to your huge audience. For the first time, they're finding out wait, what? A bishop of the Catholic Church is, was arrested last week with his priests and all of his seminarians and sent to a concentration camp. And tell yeah. folks his name. We'll, we'll, we'll pull it up. Uh, you know, I, I I knew you were going to ask me that. I didn't write his name down right now. But it's quite a bit. I know they arrested like the whole church, basically. A lot Yeah, of them. they they arrested his seminarians. So it's not just. It's the, in your article. You listen to your article. Yeah, this G- this give people the article. I'm going to get to this. But yeah, if you go to the stream.org, you can find my most, my uh, couple articles ago where I, I have the bishop's name. My most recent article is where I interviewed John Gravino, who has a new book out called Confronting the Pope of Suspicion. It should be a bestseller. This is the guy that um, John Gravino, who was like, listen, they're going to reset the church because in the joy of love, a new um, letter from the Pope, an an epistolic exhortation, Pope Francis said that we need to look to science, science, not the traditions and history and scripture to find our teachings, We also need to look to science. So where is this going to lead? That's a direct
1: leftist attack, always trying to create a scientific debate when we know the real religion is this new transhumanism.
2: It's transhuman. This is what scares me, especially when I know you covered it in detail. You had the uh, basically the Bilderberger group met at the Vatican. You had Chelsea Clinton in Rome at the Vatican say that we need to censor anti-vax propaganda. Uh, which is the truth about the abortion. That's incredible to have the Vatican say that. Yeah, coming out of the Vatican. And so if you're Catholic and you're watching this and it upsets you, you cannot be upset with the messenger. You have to ask yourself, how in the world could this possibly be happening? Uh, the day after this bishop and his seminarians are arrested, the day after this happens, the biggest bishop, a celebrity bishop, he's on, he's on all the big shows. His name is Bishop Robert Barron out of Los Angeles. The day after, the, 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 a, a huge scandal a bishop, it's arrested by the Communist Party of China. What happens? Bishop Aaron takes to YouTube his channel with all these subscribers that he uses donor money to go out and cultivate. And he sings a song to Bob Dylan for his birthday. <laughs> it sounds like I'm kidding. A joke. It sounds like a joke. This is exactly what happens. So now what we're having, Alex, is there's the anti-church that lives within the church. There's the world. There's the church. There's the anti-church. If you believe in... end times and what we 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 as christians believe about the end well
1: there's always a counterfeit
2: yeah and there's going to be a great apostasy to have a great apostasy you have to have a church to apostatize as catholics we believe that's the catholic church what we're seeing now is this anti-church that the vatican did not say a peep when our embassy at in the vatican last week flew the pride flag well would they do that in saudi arabia would they do that in turkey And if you're not Catholic, you can say, well, I support that. But this is the the traditional teaching of the Catholic Church. It goes in direct alignment against that. Yeah, direct alignment. So this is what John Gravano is writing about. We interviewed him today at the stream, John Zmirak and I, that we as Catholics and all Christians need to be concerned about this. Because where the Catholic Church goes, you'll see so many denominations go. You used to see this with the Anglican it's Church. The,
1: it's the biggest do- domino. I mean, if, if, yeah. if it goes for the New World Order and goes for homosexuality being taught in schools and everything, I mean, it's over. We have to protect
2: our children. We ha- you know, and this is what it's about. And, you, you know, the, the last segment, um, and in my book with John Smirak, The Race to Save Our Century, we say the first thing we can do to defeat all ideologies of evil, all cabals, all conspiracies, the first thing we need to do, all of us, is for both the truth about the human person, that each and every one of us has an inviolable dignity and beauty and worth. And incomparable to every human person is worth more than everything and anything you will ever see. And
1: explain, that's what's under assault is the sanctity of life yes. and the sovereignty of humans
2: built by God and the image of the creator. If we don't accept that and have respect for ourselves, everything collapses. Everything collapses. So they got two games. They're destroying human dignity by coming up with a million genders and you can choose your identity and all of this thing. What they're really doing is they're undermining our dignity. Because we all are equal in dignity. Because we are all our identity is is what that we're made in the image of God. So they're undermining the image of God with all of this subhumanist, disgusting nonsense. Then the second thing they're doing is they're obliterating the idea of authentic solidarity. What is authentic solidarity? You see it on Infowars all the time. It's standing up for people who are being bullied by very powerful interests. It's standing up for the Uyghur. It's standing up for the Chaldeans, the Christians, the Yazidis, the child in the womb, the unwed teen mother standing with our our neighbors without homes, people with drug addiction, going to prison ministry. This is difficult stuff. It's authentic solidarity. But what they do is they have woke ideology where we're all guilty and where everyone is guilty. Nobody's responsible. So none of us are responsible because we're all guilty and um, there's structural racism. So what that does is in Hannah Arendt, in 1945, before World War II was even over, the great Jewish political philosopher Hannah Arendt wrote, They're trying to say all Germans are guilty for the crimes of the Nazis. Well, if all Germans are guilty, then Hitler is no more or less guilty than any other German, even the anti-fascists. Well, that's what the left says, like all whites are bad. And then what you do there is you actually create what you claim you were opposing. Yeah, what you're doing is you're exempting from responsibility people who are actually racist, people who are actually guilty. And when you obliterate solidarity, which you see with Pope Francis, Pope Francis had billionaire NBA owners and millionaire NBA players sponsored by Nike. Nike uses Uyghur slaves to make their shoes. They he brought them to the Vatican to talk about structural racism in America. Well, when you're talking about structural racism, again, everyone's response Exactly. Stay there. We'll be right back. Stay there. All right. Jason Jones
1: is with us. She's got a big voice out there. We're talking about what's going on. One of the most powerful institutions in the world and the, really one of the oldest Christian institutions. And that's the Catholic church. And look, you can criticize it and problems and a lot of big stuff. We've we've been critical of things that go on there. But when you got this new so-called Pope and this Jesuit Pope, it was like the leftist press worldwide went from being anti-Catholic, anti-Catholic church to being just worshipful. I mean, the only other guy they will love more is like Fauci. And so you were telling me during the break when he slapped that Chinese lady's hand, It was her bringing up the Uyghur.
2: That's what we're told, that she was bringing up the Uyghur. And there's this secret deal between the Vatican and China we know nothing about. I've heard from people in the hierarchy that it's a billion-dollar-a-year cash transfer. I don't know that, but people I trust in the hierarchy have told me that that's, in fact, what the deal is. We do know that Pope Francis has not said a single word about the Uyghur publicly. In one of his encyclicals, he included the Uyghur in a list of about 150 other issues. He put them in there. But he's never said anything about $3 uh, ethnic minorities in concentration camps Having their organs harvested Being forced to pick cotton Yes, pick cotton And stitch together shoes Absolutely silent Silent on the thousands of Catholic human rights uh, Freedom activists in Hong Kong who've been- And those people are
1: there Praying to God and it's, 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 uh, I believe it's the same God They're there praying to God to save them It's our job that God has to work through us To bring attention to this, to stop it
2: Yeah, uh, prior to the election of President Trump I went to Iraq and I did a documentary on the genocide, and it was a documentary we made just for the new administration, a private documentary. While we were there, we went to a camp where Chaldean Christians were being held, and they are Catholics. They're uh, the Chaldean rites, and they're in the Catholic church, and a priest with tears in his eyes as we were looking at children play in the camp. He said, why is our Pope beaming beaming images of wild animals onto the walls of St. Peter's and not beaming those children? Not a word from our Pope on what's happening here. Of course, years and years after President Trump, through his leadership and the use of our military, destroyed for a time the caliphate, because Trump made Iraq safer, Francis was able to go to Iraq. And I don't know if my article played a role in this, but I published an article that was in Arabic, Alex. It was all over Iraq in the week leading up to his visit, said his first words out of his mouth better be, I'm sorry. And when Francis landed, the first words out of his mouth were, I'm sorry. Well, there's no evidence of any sort of contrition because he has still been silent on the Uyghur. You know, it says in scripture, you should, we should love our enemy. Grace builds upon nature. It is natural. You don't need to be a Christian. You don't need grace to love your own. He's he's been silent on the Uyghur. OK, that's not your own. He has been silent on prominent Catholic laymen arrested in Hong Kong and now a bishop arrested um, Bishop. It's, you ask the name. It's uh, Bishop Joseph. Wazhou. I, I, my wife is Chinese, but I know I butchered the name and I apologize. I apologize for that. Uh, silent. It's natural to fight for your own. Right. It, you, we all fight for our own. This is his own. Alex, what would you do if one of your employees was doing a a report and shot? I would be going crazy. To a concentration
1: camp. What would you do? If Ellen Troyer or anybody was in a concentration camp, or you're not even an employee, if you were in there, I'd
2: be talking about it every day. Every day. Francis is their shepherd. Absolute silence. Absolute silence. So what does this mean for us as Christians? I love the Catholic Church. I am a Catholic, but I don't want people to confuse certain individuals even in the hierarchy for what is the church. You have to go all the way back and look at scripture, look at the first century, look at apostolic succession going back from every Pope and every bishop till today. You can trace them all the way back to the first century. You can look at all of the beautiful fruit that our civilization has that has come from the Catholic church. Even, you know, it was for 1500 years of monks writing the gospel out by hand, writing out the entire old and new Testament by hand. That's how we have scripture today. It's hospitals and the free market and all these wonderful inventions that were invented by actually by priests. Um, The ending of serfdom, the ending of slavery, even our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are endowed by their creator with inalienable rights. The vision of the human person, the founding fathers thought of self-evident. They thought it was self-evident. It is not self-evident. That vision of the human person that our founding fathers saw as self-evident was the Christian vision of the human person.
1: That's right. The left's telling us we're just animals. It's not self-evident. We can be made into corporate commodities and clones. We have to say, no, I am. It is self-evident. I'm sovereign because God made me. I am not your slave because I belong to God.
2: Yeah, we're all. I wish my biggest, what I love about doing so much pro-life work and all my pro-life movies is the one thing I wish everyone on earth could understand is how incomparably beautiful they are. How unimaginably beautiful they are. I woke up this morning. I was reading. First thing in the morning, the sun was rising. I'm watching deer. The deer were beautiful, and I was just in awe. Then I went into the house, got some coffee, did a few chores, and I came out. And then now my daughter and her friends were playing in the very same place those deer were. And I thought, the chasm and beauty between my daughter and her friends and those deer is unbelievable. It's infinite, that chasm and beauty. Because as beautiful as those deer were, they're not made in the image of God. My daughter and her friends, they're that precious. And what accounts for that? The only explanation that we can find that in any revealed religion or in any philosophy is what the Christian faith teaches. Because we are made in the image of God. That's a fact.
1: And look what we can build and do. We're pretty amazing. We're amazing. That's what they tell us we're crap all day. Uh, no, we're only crap because we're fallen and forgotten our power through God.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, come on. Your friend wants to go to Mars. He's going to go to Mars. You know, it, we have a battle right going on right now in the world. I say there's two visions of the world. This might strike you as funny. Now we're going to leave the Catholic faith for a second. There's Bill Gates and Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a boy said he wants everyone to have a big family. But how can that happen? We have limited resources on that planet. He goes, we have to colonize space. Bill Gates said, there's too many people. We need to force people to have abortions, force them to have contraception, treat them like animals, human beings. And that's why these chimeras and stuff, People go, that'll never happen. How many times? No, we as Christians, whenever you hear of anything that we can imagine, never say that can never happen. Because we're made in the image of God. And we'll do it. And it's scary. And we're we, builders, big builders. Yeah, we fell, but we're made in the image of God. So anything you read in a science fiction novel or anything that you see on InfoWars, a friend of mine said about you last night at a dinner party. I said I was going to come on. He said, the only problem with Alex Jones is 2020 proved he didn't go far enough. He, you know, he didn't see what was coming. None of us did. That what they said were conspiracy theories. I saw a meme. What's a conspiracy theory? The difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth. Four months, right? We we read these things in science fiction novels a hundred years ago, and it's like history to us already. And by the way, the the, the, the deep illuminati they know this. That's
1: why they said that mm-hmm. they they created science fiction to pre-program so they could put out ideas, knowing that we would then manifest it. And basically follow their plan. So it's like they write the plan and then we follow it. But it's a very satanic plan.
2: Yes. So, you know, in the Catholic Church, there's this prophecy. It's something called Fatima where they talk about the heirs of Russia will spread around the whole world. And this is where I want to talk about the difference between the anti-church and the world. The anti-church is what you said is the Illuminati. These aren't people who don't believe in God or secular humanists. Um, Those are very honest people. By the way, if I didn't believe in God and I was a secular humanist, I would be a transhumanist because I would want us to live forever. I would want all of this. No, but these people you're talking about, they are anti-church, anti-Logos, dark Logos. They are rejecting God, rejecting truth. Because they want to be God. Rejecting beauty. They don't deny that it's real. No, they know.
1: They know. Well, let's talk about that when we come back because that is really the key to all this. And the question to listeners is, do you want to be putty in their hands? you know, God's the great claymaker. God's the person that formed us. They want to go, no, get out of the way, God. We're going to form things. All I say you don't have a right to do that. you got a platform. This is I was even on air, though. Pretty crazy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Jones is here with us, major filmmaker. Got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of irons in the fire. But you've been on fire talking about God's plan and how we just have to simply accept it and be aware of the choice. But they try to keep us where we don't even know there's a free will choice that we've got to make so much of getting people to realize there is a spiritual realm. It's been mathematically proven. It's it's there. It's happening. We've got to make a choice and choose Christ.
2: Yeah. The great um, evangelical theologian and and thinker Francis Schaeffer said in our age, we need to do what he called pre evangelization that people don't even know they're worthy of mercy, worthy of love. And so that's kind of, I just think where we are now. And I saw Owen, I was at this uh, Abby Johnson, I and 20 students from students for life of America went, to do a counter protest to the abortion industry's event at the Capitol. You said it was suppressing 20,000 people were there. And as I was there and I gave my speech and I looked out at the crowd, there was one girl, her face was tattooed like a leopard, her whole face. And I went to take a picture of her and I was going to say something snarky, but, but I looked at her and her shoulders were rolled forward and she was just slunched over and alone with her sign. And I just said, you're beautiful. And I took the picture. And in my speech, I said, you know, I was an atheist until I was 30. But if I was an atheist right now and I was talking to all the pro boards and looked at you, I'd have to believe in God because you're magnificent. Look at her. Look around. Look at yourself. You're so beautiful. You're so unique. Each one of you is different. The only ones that didn't have that kind of beauty and, and sadness. They were, we talked about it off air. All these guys, men, grown men, white men, fit men. They were wearing shirts that said, hail Satan. You can, I think you see it in Owen's video. Hail Satan. Shirts. I mean, signs that said, Hail Satan. Oh, they came over and threatened Owen. And exactly, they see a bunch of sheep, leaderless women,
1: who are captured by the satanic force, and they're there to feed on them.
2: Yeah, it was gross. You're right. When you had mentioned it offline, how, how beautiful and, and meek, so many of the the marchers were on the pro-abortion side, but not the guys with the signs. There was there were two types of folks there. Those that were just seemed like furious and angry and cruel. And then others that were just kind of lonely and broken. The woman with her face tattooed was she had no friends. She had her sign. She was by herself. And I bet that that day I was the only person that looked her in the eyes and talked to her. And, you know, people think I have a lot of irons in the fire because I'm a columnist. I have a podcast. I make movies. But I have one iron, one iron. Since I was 17 and my high school girlfriend was forced to have an abortion, I said, I just want to protect the vulnerable. I just want to tell people how beautiful they were. I was an atheist. I was an Ayn Rand objectivist. And I knew humans had this dignity. Didn't know where it came from. And just self-evident, axiomatic until I finally, by God's grace, became a Christian. I just want everyone to know the source of their dignity and their beauty. And there's nothing more wonderful, without a God even, really, what are we? Yeah, if we don't believe we're incredible and
1: then and, 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 and have goals, we're nothing. And that's why people commit suicide, that, that they're taught, I don't have a place, I feel alone, people are being mean to me. Well, with, once the system, the TV and the culture can program you to be depressed, Mm-mm. then that resonates and others don't want to be around you. Just reach out to God and say, I'm weak, but you're strong. Energize me and, and God will do it. And suddenly everyone's going to be coming at you. It's literally, you just have to reach out to God and say, help me. And and, and, and it, it will happen. But you then when it starts to happen, you've got to be ready. Because you're going to wow. feel this spiritual force comes in and says, you're going to have problems. Don't do this. Don't accept it. It's literally satanic force. You've got to just keep reaching through. And the more, it's like electrical, the more you get a hold of God, the Holy Spirit, it gets more and more powerful to you're on fire.
2: Yeah, it's not that you become perfect.
1: Oh, no, no far from it, but you so can powerful. at least see God's a, a part of God's incredible plan, and now you're part of the plan.
2: Yeah, and, and, you know, and I, in fact, I said to a priest in confession, I said, Father, I keep struggling with the sin. He said, well, by God's grace, you'll become humble. By God's grace, you'll have empathy. By God's grace, you'll know other people struggle with other things that they can't overcome. And that's the beauty and dignity. That's where we become like our creator who has mercy on us, who's kind to us, who's loving to us. Even when we don't merit it, we learn to be that way. I was the most judgmental, harsh person as an atheist. And, and you know, and I was, I was an random, I was right wing, I was conservative. How did you wake up? Have The Holy Spirit was it overnight or a process? It was, a, it was, a, it was really, I wanted to know the source of what was our, our dignity. Where did it come from? So you were asking. Oh, I, yeah. I actually I said a prayer. I'll tell you, I was. Direct- See, I just want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you what happened. I was director of Hawaii Right to Life. And I thought we were going to get partial birth abortion banned. And I had a bill went a, and then the state representative, so you were
1: already doing God's work. Yeah. Just,
2: yeah. I was super pro-life um, because of what had happened to me. I, and I tried to get this bill passed and it got held up in committee. Uh, the, the state rep wouldn't hear it. So I canvassed her district. I got her parents to sign my petition, her, her staff, 90% of her district took the petition there and nobody would sign it. I called ambassador Alan Keyes. he had come to give a speech for us. And I said, ambassador keys, um, you know, I'm, um, Chairman of the Young Republicans. I'm chief of staff for a state representative. I'm director of Hawaii Right to Life. I have a radio show. I can't get one bill out of committee that would simply ban one procedure in the third trimester. I'm wasting my life. He said, The darker the world becomes, the further your light will shine. Say a prayer. I went to my little office in Hawaii in Manoa, Puck's Alley, and this was my prayer, Alex. promised to God, I sat in this office, cluttered, dirty with books, to Tommy Matt, because I slept on the floor and showered at the beach because we had no money. And I said, God, if you exist, and I don't believe you're real. And if you're real, I don't believe you're good or powerful because I'm not good or powerful and I'm fighting abortion with a bunch of old ladies in a little island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. You're nowhere to be found. If you want me to acknowledge you exist, give me rich people, famous people and powerful people. And if if I were to track my career from that day, it was six years later, I made Bella. A year later, I went to Washington, D.C. and I was in meetings at the Oval Office. Step by step by step, and I and I became a Christian you, because God's all about free will. You opened up the channel to receive the the the,
1: the, the, the support,
2: and I asked and for you literal things, and he
1: gave them to me. I mean, I made a movie with Patty Mellett, Justin Bieber's mother. Well, that's because you were already doing it, and you meant to use the power for good, and you were already doing God's work. You just you, you like almost started backwards in most people. Most people would find God, then do the good work. You were already doing the good work, so that's why it came so I quick. I mean,
2: I was fighting abortion. There's a well, I mean,
1: killing babies and not valuing. But see, that's the thing I is, was, you know, you wow. were an atheist, but you still had value for babies. Yeah. So that's 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 really a, that's unusual.
2: Well, when I tell people fighting abortion is like two things I think we could all agree on, we don't kill babies, our own babies, and we don't. Eight human beings. Like, what was your story? Did you have a girlfriend? You didn't want to kill the baby? Did no. So, so I was, I was uh, in high school and my high school girlfriend got pregnant, joined the army, dropped out of high school and joined the army. She was hiding. She was pregnant, trying to keep it a secret until I got back from basic training. While I was in basic training, her father forced her to have a third trimester abortion at Chicago Masonic Hospital. God. Her dad's best friend was Cardinal Bernadine, very prominent Catholic. Yeah, he's famous. I never went to church a day in my life. So I didn't know abortion was legal until I heard from my girlfriend, high school girlfriend, crying on the phone like her soul was crying. She couldn't even talk. Her father said, we know your secret. Your secret's gone. You can come home now. So it was at that moment. Well, see, that's so epic that literally the Satan, the devil, killed your child. So even though you weren't with God yet, you knew you'd been attacked by evil. You were fighting back. And then you finally asked for God. Well, you know what happened, Alex? My mom had me as a teenager and... Was married a couple of times, divorced a couple times. Kids came along. My dad went off to the army. My daydream as a boy was to have, to be a father and to be a strong man to protect my children. That's what I would daydream about five years old, six years old, seven years old, what kind of father I would be and how protective and strong I would be. Here I was at 17 felt I failed to protect my own child to birth. It, it was startling to me. I'm a failure. I'm a loser as a man. How could I? And I said, I'm never, ever going to let this go. So as a 17 year old boy, I said, I'm until uh, that day I die. I, and I thought no one knew either. I didn't know. Well, that brings tears to my eyes because my story is very similar, except I was very worldly, not a Satanist,
1: but very aggressive and hateful and power strong in the world. And I would let girlfriends have abortions and I'd do it. And finally my dad came to me when I was about like 18, about 17. He said, you know, you've been killing my grandchildren for a while. I know you're doing it. And he goes, you know, that's really evil. You should stop that. And it really touched my heart. And I said a prayer to God if God would forgive me. And then, and then literally it was like almost had this whole vision of things and, and it all, it all, it all came out of that was repenting for the abortions that then me asking God, what do I do? And then it was like,
2: everything was then just by increments, like set what I was supposed to do at that point. And look was, at you now re- yeah. reaching the entire world yeah, and not just for the child in the womb, but for all of us who had become vulnerable by a powerful oligarch, you know, oligarchies hide behind democracies to, to rule the masses and so in many ways, all of us this year has become vulnerable. I share with you, I just came from a funeral from a friend of mine who adored you, um, who we lost. Well, let's, I want to talk about
1: suicide when we come back. Thank they you. don't want to just abort us in the womb. They want to abort us after. Stay with <laughs> us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Jones is in studio with us. I'm Alex Jones. And my story begins with abortion. And I've said this so many people ask me, like, why do you tell the horrible story that you paid for you know, quite a few, of several abortions? when I was a teenager and you know, they're telling you it's not a human. And the girl comes to you and says, I want 300 bucks. I'm, or do you want to have a child? And then I went over to one girlfriend's house and her parents are like, you don't want to have a kid with her. You know, you need to have an abortion. So you go through that process, you make an excuse. But then each time it happened, I got more depressed, more upset, more cut off from God, my life. And, and then, and then as soon as I realized and repented of it, it was like, God totally forgave me. And all of that guilt and pain was taken away. But instead was this drive to stop abortion. And it wasn't even driven by guilt. It was that I had a mission. And so I went and protest a lot of places and saw that before I was ever on Access TV and it got on air when I was like 18, 19, 20, I was protesting at abortion clinics there was Catholics out there doing it mainly. And I was not even going to a church, but I was there just because I, I realized I had to warn other people that, you know, this is really a human. You're going to feel bad about this later, blah, blah. It was a drive. And it's interesting, to you know, your story Comes from the same place, but you didn't want to have an abortion, but it was still forced on your girlfriend.
2: Yeah. And our story is very common, right? This is, this is most of our generation, probably most of our friends. It's not, and it's tragic. You know, I didn't, cause I was so ignorant. I was last in my class out a 565 kids before I dropped out. And I was kind of clueless. Obviously I didn't really know that abortion existed until my high school girlfriend called me. Her soul was crying. And I, I think back in retrospect, what would I have done if she called me and said, Hey, you know, it's, a tea, it's just a grain of sand and a teaspoon of blood, and we're too young, and it's my right, and it's no big deal. I would have probably been pro-choice. That's exactly the speech. Yeah, I would have been pro-choice, but it's how she told me, which is she didn't. Her dad told me. She just cried. I, my captain gave me a roll of quarters. A drill sergeant hung up the phone. I punched him. Another drill, uh, drill sergeant grabbed me into my captain's office. He gave me a roll of quarters, and I walked to the PX, and through an entire roll of quarters, she just cried through a whole roll of, I would try to, and I remember thinking, just comfort her, just comfort her, just comfort her. And I would, I would say something here, say something there. And for two hours, an entire roll of quarters, I just listened to her cry. And it was that two hours on that phone call that revealed to me the truth about what abortion is. But in a strange way, because I was an atheist, the magnitude of the crime she, that was at that moment, I also learned the truth about the beauty of the human person in a strange way. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know anything about anything. Uh, but at that moment, I discovered how beautiful the human person was when I discovered in our country you could kill a child in the womb. That sent me on my journey to end abortion, which eventually led me to becoming a Christian. And so and notice the left doesn't want to execute a serial killer that raped and murdered little kids.
1: But then that's happy to chop up the most innocent, defenseless form we've got. If we'll do that to our weakest, we've just allowed Satan to, 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 to go to God and say, hey, they're bad. Lift the, lift the veil of protection. And that's what's happening. You can feel the veil of protection. The, the hedge is being removed. And people are going to find out you can't just go around and kill kids. You can't just go around and pull this crap and not have God remove his protection. And I, yeah. that's what I believe is happening.
2: Well, in my latest movie, Divided Hearts of America, with uh, the football player Benjamin Watson, we looked at that. And I really don't believe that, first of all, that abortion, like slavery and segregation, is a brutal denial of our founding principles. So just naturally, our republic is going to collapse. But God is going to remove his grace. Just like you would have if slavery would have continued on much longer, if segregation would have continued on much longer, if abortion, which is rooted in that the the the, the 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 Supreme Court found the right to abortion in the amendment that made slave citizens if we don't value babies and if we kill old people, notice our
1: old and our young, none of us have any value anyways we're idiots
2: no yeah, and and what's sad is they internalize that, so you go to these abortion rallies and um you see people who have internalized that they don't have worth because they know the bio there, but they began. The most beautiful pro-life speech I ever heard was by... That's Ricardo. right. When you kill your child, you kill yourself. Yeah, and you deny their dignity. You deny your dignity. And Ricardo Montaban from the old Fantasy Island yeah, right was, was asked, when did I become I? Did I become I? The night my... Oh,
1: I love that speech. In fact, this is live, but in post, Ricardo Montalban's incredible pro-life speech. Add this, add that actually the front of the whole...
2: <laughs> Right four-hour show today i want ricardo montalbanz i meant to air that year ago that's powerful it's the best speech right and uh so i don't need to say it because you're gonna see it uh you got to come back and see it it's he, he i love how he begins to, when did i become i the night my mother said not tonight dare i have a headache you know no not that night it was the night she said hey baby let's go and uh the moment a part of my dad met the part of my mom and they became one is when i became i the way he does it it's just so beautiful And he was a wild guy, womanizing Hollywood guy, but he, he, I think he paid for some abortions, I think. And it was, but at one moment he considered himself pro-choice, but at one moment he had that realization and that's when he changed. And that's what it changes when you know who you are, who your neighbors are. Sometimes I do a spiritual exercise. I walk through the airport and I look at everyone, everyone and go made in the image of God made in incomparable beauty, dignity, worth. It's almost, you get in this like ecstasy. I, I never do. I do that same thing. As I, uh, I literally look and realize these are all here for a reason. Yeah. And we're surrounded by them, you know, and, uh, and it's, it becomes overwhelming. We know that we know that and that's a grace that I pray. Well, also when you recognize people as real, you get a better connection with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and special and, and unique and irrepeatable that everyone is irrepeatable, that everyone, I believe, like, every culture, every person, had, they're here to bring something that only they're here to bring. Well, that's what's so satanic about a human-animal
1: clone, which, which they admit they've mm-hmm. been doing, and they've actually brought the term from my sources. Uh, imagine, does that have a spirit? Does that have a soul? That's why the Bible says that's an abomination. I mean, what is that thing? I don't hate it, but they're now going to try to use that and say, oh, you're against abortion? How about this? This thing has rights. That that will have rights but splicing a really human true. with literally an animal.
2: Yes, that's totally to blow away. Us- you know, people will hear this and they go, "That's crazy." Yeah, so is partial birth abortion. Crazy things happen. Listen, it, just because
1: it listen, sounds crazy- they're running front page ads with that. You'll say that, which is a, a show.
2: But the point is, there's the Senate rejects ban on human animal hybrids. Yeah, I remember uh, ambassador last week. Ambassador Brownback, who's the. Um, former governor Brownback and Senator Brownback before that, he introduced a bill trying to ban this. He said, this is coming. He said this 20 years ago. He,
1: exactly. There there's a bill five years ago. Same thing.
2: The same bill was brought forward. It failed. Yeah. Brownback said, let's ban it before people realize it's a thing. And there it is. So, I mean, I even get like,
1: I'm you're busy making films. You hear me say this. It sounds crazy. This no, no, is, I no, I know this is, I know. I know it's real. I'm just saying, but, but there's no, I, I can't believe it's real. What I'm saying is in closing suicide. Yeah. It's an epidemic. It's getting worse and worse. And, and I, I run into these people. I know people that, that just say, well, I don't have a war. The world's too bad. They kill themselves. And I think it's because they're not realizing they need to go out and serve others, yes. even if they're in a terrible position, and realize there's a mission to save e- innocence, innocents. And, st- and I'm not saying they're wimps. I, it's terrible. A lot of them are taking drugs. puts them in that mindset. But it just once you actually try to save others, then you're not worried about yourself. That's what I personally yeah. found makes me never have any depression or any problems as, soon as I realize, Hey, are you going to let all these other innocent people get
2: destroyed? It's like, you got a mission. Yeah. I love when I get depression, actually, when I get struck with it, because I sit there and I say to myself, this is how a lot of people feel all the time. Like, I, I'm glad I feel this. It gives me empathy in our home state of Hawaii. We were talking offline. There's a suicide epidemic because people have been locked in. You're a good friend. You said, Let's- yeah, we were afraid. It, it fell 16 stories. We're trying to get to the bottom of what, what happened. Um, Definitely suffering from depression. And then when I was in Hawaii, friends of mine in HPD said, Jason, you do not understand the epidemic of suicides hitting the state. I knew the year before they reported in one week, more suicides than the previous year. You know, when you're depressed. Feel that and know that other people are feeling just like you are. And when when you think about taking your own life, you take your own life or suicidal ideation. No, I'm feeling this, thinking this so many people are, too. No, I agree. Instead of fighting it, just own it completely and then yes. come out of it. Like Mel Gibson said, you take that cactus, you hug the cactus. And you say, oh, other people are feeling like this. I'm going to get through it because suicide becomes an epidemic. People hear what happened to you and they do it. But when they, when you can say to them, I feel everything you have felt. I've been in all these dark places. I get it, brother. I get it, sister. But, but don't let Satan win. Do not do this.
1: If God, not wants, yourself, not God wants us to live. Satan wants us to, to kill the image of God. Yes. And wear these masks and these cover up God's image.
2: These masks are the worst because it robs us of our personality. It robs us of our dignity and our worth and our beauty. How many times, you know, you you want to smile at someone and you got the mask on. They can't see you. You know, you look at someone, you know, they need a smile. Now they're off almost everywhere in Austin. It's so wonderful to see faces. Austin's on fire. I was in Austin two nights ago for a meeting and it was like ecstatic. The waitresses, the waiters, the homeless guys. I was talking to us. Hey, Jason, I know you're busy. Anytime you want to host an hour or come in and co-host,
1: we love you. You're on fire. Thank you so much. I got to do a Thank plug you. because I forgot last hour. Not a gimmick that the sale was posted. Actually, it didn't end today because I got too busy. Didn't do the sale. So free shipping ends at 4 o'clock today in about an hour and three minutes. And uh, 40% off of DNA Force Plus, 50% off on a bunch of other products pollen block x2 uh, winter sun ultra 12 that's what funds our operation infowarstore.com want to thank you all for your support want to tell the crew great job today as always and owen schroyer is coming up with the war room in t minus 120 seconds mr jones one more time what's the best website for folks to visit
2: uh movietomovement.com and find out all my movies all right and we've covered the
0: catholic reset today all right <music> This has been The Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media.